Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. Well, we're glad you're here today, and uh, you know, it's amazing the time we're living in. It just, I've talked to a lot of people this week, and it seems like you know, you're past the, the point of, uh, there's still fear, but everybody is just continuing to get more and more exhausted. You don't want to turn the news on because there's more bad news. You're tired of the news. I suggest just don't turn the news on at all. But uh, anyways, we're going to look at future hope today. We're going to look at what the, and, and talk about or why talk about the rapture? And the reason I want to touch base on that today is because it's, it's good news. Uh, we need to hear some good news in uh, the world that we're, we're living in today. So uh, let's pray. Father, we're thankful today. Lord, that we have hope. And Lord, you've gathered us today, Lord, whether it's on watching uh, through YouTube or Facebook, wherever it might be, or right here with us, Lord, we're thankful that we have hope. Jesus, through your death, your resurrection, no matter what is happening in anyone's life today, when we see you, when we experience you, when we accept you into our heart, you give us hope. Father, we're thankful that we have hope in this crazy time that we live in, and we look forward to the day that you return. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to look at the rapture today and, and even explain that a little bit more. But just really simply, the rapture means, that means to be taken out or, 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 or snatched away quickly. In other words, if you remember when you used to go to the carnival as a kid, and you remember those, you, you would go over and they have all these different things that you could play, and they had this one machine to where there was that claw in there, you know? Remember that? And that claw, you hit, you know, it was so expensive to play. You'd put the money in, and then the claw would go down, you know. Remember that? And, and you thought you had it. Okay, it's there. You got it. And it goes about halfway up. Oh, that's it. You lost, you know. So, of course, you want to do it again, and you lose all your money. Anyways, as a kid, as a kid, not that I did that or anything. But anyways, you know, listen, we... we I'm, I guarantee you when the Lord snatched, caught away, snatching out whatever it might be the rapture talks about, now that we don't, if you're here today and you're still living, we don't have to face death. What a glorious thing to think about. Anyways, but how are people preparing right now for the end times? How, how are we preparing? You know, everybody in somewhat, some way is fearful or all different things going on. How, how are we actually preparing? Now, I don't want you to get upset at me right now if you are one of these people. It's okay, all right? But if you're a prepper, all right? Now, now that's all right. You know, if, and I really don't even see anything wrong. If you, if you order the food that, you know, can last 25 years and you got it for, I don't know, even out west, hurricanes or earthquakes or the bad fires or we have snowstorms, it's fine to have a certain amount of food. But the, one, the ones that get me is really takes it, they take it to the extreme, okay? They've got their go-to bags, you know, right there, and they carry it in their pickup trucks. They've always got extra gas, everything, and, you know, everything's hungry. And I hear these guys converse back and forth, you know, you've seen it on the news or whatever, how that... You know, when this happens, it all takes place, we're ready, you know, and, and we're going to the woods and we're out there and nobody's going to find it. I said, wait, you know, I, I had, I didn't have them do it 
this year, uh, but you ever, if you've ever had somebody do like outside working house, especially like power wash, it was really interesting to me a couple years ago. I'm not going off on a tangent, just stay with me, okay? A couple years ago, so, so I had these guys, you know, they're doing the neighbors, they're doing the townhouse next to me, they're power washing it, okay? So I thought, you know, I wonder what it would cost to, I just needed just one side of it, you know, power wash. So the guy says, oh, yeah, yeah, give me just a second, we'll come over, we'll give me an estimate, you know, and, and, uh, and he came over and he already had the estimate. I, I said, well, how did you get the estimate for SAS? He says, oh, no, I just called back the office, and from the satellite, you know, they just come all the way down from the satellite, and they got it measured out and where your house was and everything, and here's what it would cost. I'm like, what? You know, and so the preppers, I'm thinking, if... They think that they can go to the woods high somewhere and, you know, from thermal imaging, you know, where they got to wrap themselves in Reynolds wrap and all the foil and think they're good. You're not going to get away. I'm telling you, you're not getting out of this. What's my point? My point is all this, all this that so many people go to to think that they're going to, they're going to escape this. And so you're saying, hey, well, by accepting Jesus, I, I, I have hope. I don't have to worry about what's going to happen in my personal life tomorrow, what's going to happen in the future when I hear when the news comes on. I have hope. That's the good news. I want you to realize today that I hear so much, everybody's so tired of bad news. The good news is that this is what we have. And I want to read to you this portion in, in Titus chapter 2. If you don't have this memorized, it's, it's a pretty easy verse to memorize. In Titus chapter 2, in verse 13, looking, this is, is a believer now, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Let me read it again. Looking, in other words, we as believers should be living in such a way that we are looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's how we should be living. In the back of our mind every day, it doesn't mean we stop living, doesn't mean you stop going to work, all these different things. No, in the back of our mind, we know no matter what we hear, no matter what is taking place, no matter what's going on in your life or my life, I know that I have hope because there was one day I accepted Christ as my Savior. And he is in control of whatever goes on in my personal life, at work, and, and knowing in this crazy world that we're living in today that I know someday that Jesus Christ is coming back in the air to get us out of this mess. And, and we talk about from time to time here of all the different things that are happening in this world and all the things that we see. I was studying this week on how many thousands of people starve to death every day uh, in, in, the, in the world, especially in third world countries. Uh, I remember years ago there was a, there was a um, missionary that came to town. I'm going way back now. And, and he was talking to someone in the church. And they asked him, what, what, what is the greatest, like, culture shock that you have? And what have you noticed more than anything else that when you come from where you live to the United States? And he paused for a minute. He could have said just about anything. All the different cars, all the things that we do. And he said, you know, the thing that just amazes me, he says, you have a grocery store on this corner. And he says, I can, I can go with who's ever driving. And we drive down, we can drive not even like a mile or a mile and a half. And there's another grocery store. And there's another 
groceries. So he says, I'm amazed just to be able to walk in and see the abundance of food that is available. We, we often forget that. You know, there's still all kinds of famine. And the Bible says as we get closer to the end times, all the famine that's going to take place around the world. We know the pestilence, what we're facing. We know all the things everyone's experienced with COVID and all the different things. We are getting there. Whether the world wants to admit it or not, we are getting to the place to where we are closer, as the Bible says, the birth pangs happen. We are getting there. And I want to just to, to remind you today and all the bad news that you hear, that, that always in the back of your mind, you have the good news of knowing, hey, take a deep breath. I know that we're living in such a time that at any point, any day, that Jesus could come back. And knowing that, yes, I still want to live and we want to raise our kids and we want to do the things we're doing. You know, the Bible says this. You know, it tells us really interesting. It says, it, it just as in days of Noah, and I'm going to talk about that more in a minute. But it says they will, they will be buying and selling and marrying and all the things. You know, you know what that means? All the things as usual and building homes. All the things as usual will be going on. That's what's going to be happening. Things are just going to be going on. Yes, we're going to see things continue to turn more and more a little bit worse. But everybody's going to be going about all kinds of different things in their daily lives. All the things that are going to be happening, we're going to realize that things, yes, still continue to get worse. And then the Lord comes back. The Bible even says that, that in a time that we, we don't even think about. You know, it's so interesting there's one passage in the Bible that says it's going to happen so fast that it says in Corinthians in a, a twinkling of an eye. Now, if you don't know, which I didn't notice, you know how fast a twinkling of an eye is? It's, it's a 40th of a second. A twinkling of an eye is a 40th of a second. And I was reading one time, I thought it was so interesting, it says the reason why the Lord is coming back. No one knows the hour of the time, but we know the seasons. So the Lord's coming back so fast, so it throws the devil completely off guard. He's not even aware when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. It's just going to happen. And if you're here today, and, and maybe you might raised in church or a certain way or whatever it might be, and there, there's a couple different ways you can look at this, and we're going to turn another passage. But... Um, how that, well, you know, you, the Lord's either going to come back, you know, now or he's going to come back and during the middle of the tribulation when it gets really bad and all the trials, things that happen in the world, or at the end of the tribulation. Now, I, I'm not one as far as I can read the Bible, and I, I, I really depend on other theologians and really study them a lot. I would say the majority of theologians that... Uh, uh, how can I say this? I, I don't want to say in their right mind. That's not nice. But uh, that are that are that are that are really uh, even keel, if you will. They put everything together, and it only makes sense that the Lord would come back. Jesus is going to come back for us at the beginning of all this mess and all this trial and everything that's going to happen in the world. Now, why is that? Again, I want you to know, anything that we do here at City Church, we always go back to the Bible. Always. The Bible tells us, which is God's word, that this, that whether Jesus was quoting or whether it's in the New Testament, gives us an example, as in the days of Noah or as in the days of Lot. 
Okay? So, what was happening? All different things that were happening in the world time, pretty much the same as they are now. But as Jesus said, that would be the sign. Now, I want you to get this. When did God come back for Noah and his family? He shut the door. When? At the beginning of the flood. When did the angels pull Lot and his family out of the judgment that he was going to cause on Sodom and Gomorrah in the Old Testament? At the beginning of the judgment. And he gives those two examples. If he, Jesus is giving those two examples, I want you to know the good news today is, I want no matter what you hear in the news or everybody's so stressed about what's happening and coming up in the election and all the things we're seeing in our world and all, all the different riots and everything that's taking place, know that, that as Psalms 91 tells us, not just one, God has at least two angels watching over you all the time. And his angels watching over you. And his angels, not just one, at least two are watching over you all the time. Now, if a one angel can destroy 120,000 people in the Old Testament, I think, I think one is competent enough to take care of all the problems in your life, but he just gives us not only more than one, he gives us even two. So what I want you to know today, I want you to think about everything that you're, that's happening in your life right now. Everything that's going on. And I want you to know that God gives you hope. When you think about knowing that you and I might not have to face death, it's anyone's greatest fear. To know that the Lord is going to take care, just to go about our daily life and living and doing what we need to do with our families. He's going to watch over. He's going to take care of you. All right, let's, let's look at another verse. Let's look, look at the actual example. We'll look at a couple more verses today. In, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, God's Word gives us this example. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and uh, we're going to look at verses 13 through 18. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brother, concerning those who have fallen asleep. In other words, those who have passed away. There are loved ones that we know that have passed away in this life. Thus your sorrows, others have no hope, who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the words of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means means precede those who are asleep. Now, what's he saying? We're going to get at that. For the Lord himself, the rapture, this is taking place, will descend from heaven with a shout, with the trump of God, the archangel, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus... We shall always be with the Lord. Now, notice what verse 15, the apostle says. He didn't have to put verse 18 in, but he did. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. That's good news. Because you walked in here today, everyone is dealing with something. We're all going through something. We all had something happen to us this week. We all have things in this life that we have to deal with. And Jesus says, one day you're not going to have to deal with that anymore. And so remind yourself, you know, where are we all headed? Think about this. Where are we all headed? Oh, man, I'm working so hard. Things, you know, and then I can do this thing. And one day I, I can't wait to get in that nursing home. <laughs> Is that it? Seriously. 
Now, I know some of you have, and I'm, I'm trying to be careful because I know some of you have loved ones that are taken care of right now. It's difficult. So, but really, I mean, if you, as we think about that, or, or, or you know, you, know, you saved all this time and you can't wait, you know, all this time you've saved money, saved money, you know, for your, maybe your anniversary, you've been married 30 years or whatever it might be, and you're going to Hawaii. Okay, great. You know, you know I, I'm going to give you, I'm going to save you a lot of money, okay? Just this. That same palm tree that you look at in Hawaii, there's one that looks just like it in Florida, okay? Absolutely beautiful, all right? Or even maybe if you want to go to the Bahamas or whatever. All I'm getting is, you know, isn't it amazing when you see the big pictures of the hotel or the place you're going? It never looks like it once you get there, does it? You know, all the chairs are lined up perfectly with the towels by the pool. Everything, the, oh, the sun says, it's just not, it's, it never, yeah, it might be good, but it's never perfect. What, I, what I'm trying to get at is this. We have hope. And what, what makes us more content today, what gives us more peace of, of even enjoying life, like even more is that you know your your life with Jesus is secure, and we're living in a time. I honestly believe if you, I, I don't again don't want to put a time on it, but if we if we live a, another ten or fifteen years, I really believe the Lord could be back. Now think about that: that you are of a generation that might not ever have to see or face death. Comfort one another with these words. Let's close with this last verse. And it's one of my favorite verses in the, Old, in the New Testament, and it's, it's found in 1 Peter, I'm sorry, in uh, 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3. You know, our life goes by, can, it goes by a whole lot faster than what we think, you know. And, uh, you know, I look at my life and it's like, man, it just, it just seems like, you know, I used to be able, when I would preach on a rapture, I would do something at the beginning of the service and, and I would do, and everybody would laugh, but I'd do what's called rapture practice, you know. And where I'd have everybody stand, you try and jump up in the air. I, I can't do that anymore, okay? I can't do it anymore. I would love to do it. I couldn't do it today, all right? What's the point is, you know, these bodies are kind of, they're, they're, not, they're not making it, you know, like they should. Okay, so what's the point? If you're here today and you've been out of high school a while and you still feel like that same spirit that you're still there. Even if you're in high school, you can go all the way back to first grade and you still feel like, you know, you're that, you're that same person. It, it doesn't change. You know, you can be out of high school 50 years and you still, your spirit still feels that same way. It's gone by so fast. Our life is a vapor. But the good Lord tells us that because of believing what we know in the Bible, that in Revelations it says, we're not going to have to face that, that wrath God's Word tells us also in the New Testament, we're not appointed under wrath. We don't have, we're not going to have to see it. And I think it's the third chapter of, of Revelation tells us that we will not have to see the hour of trial that comes upon the whole world. I don't believe the Lord could make it any plainer than that. So, 
What I want us to realize today, that this is flying by so much faster than what we think. The things that, that, that upset you, things that upset me today, there'll be something else tomorrow. I want you to be able to look at it in such a way that, that, you, that you have good news. You have hope, no matter what's happening in your life right now. When we know, I want you to remember this say, when we know our future is secure, today is secure. Let me say that again. When you know, without a doubt, that your future is secure in Jesus, today's secure. See, because is that verse we read a little bit ago, living, we live in such a way that our everyday life is just in harmony that we know no matter what is happening, we're following what we're trying to do what the Lord wants to do. Man, there's this peace that you get that you can't get from the world. It's just not there. You can't get it. And yes, you can get it, as the Bible says, for a season. Man, a world's fun for a little while. And then it'll destroy you. What does the Lord tell us today with this closing scripture? Second Peter, the Lord tells us in verses, or chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. If you don't remember anything else, this is what the Bible says today with this. Beloved, do not forget this one thing. That with the Lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. You know, the Lord could have put anything in there. I really believe he could have, been, he could have said it this way, but he wanted to do it this way. But he could have said, and one day is like 10,000 years and 10,000 years is one day. He's just giving us an example. You know why? God's time is no time. There, there, he, he lives outside of time. And so when you're going through something right now that's a trial or difficulty, the Lord doesn't tease you. He's not putting you through this for any reason. He's building a character in your life. And if we can say it in this way, we don't want to go through everything. He's actually in some ways protecting us from something. We don't know what that is. And what do we do? What do we say to ourselves? This is what we say. Man, I've been dealing with this for five years now. I, I just, this is not easy. And you know what? That's true. I'm not making light of it. You know, the Bible says when we talk about no time, when we talk about a day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is a day, the Lord says, I don't want you to forget it. If you forget anything, don't forget that. Because why? He, that's why he says this in his word. Your light affliction, whatever it is you're going through, is but for a moment. And it works for you and for me, if we can get through it, a far more and exceedingly joy than what we could ever imagine. God's going to take what you're going through. If you can step out of time right now, work with him. Let him work that in your life, whatever it might be. And he'll work with you. And he'll give you joy joy, unseemly joy as you go through it and you realize, you know what? What was God doing to it? I, I don't know, but I know this. He's doing something. He will take, listen to me, he will take whatever the devil has meant to destroy you and hurt you 
as it says God's word in the book of Genesis, and turn it into good. That's what he'll do. Let's close with this. But beloved, do not forget this one thing. With the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is a day. The Lord is not slack. He's not going to put it off. It's going to happen concerning his promises. Some count slackness. But his long suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. The Bible says to the world, the day when Jesus Christ comes back is like a thief in the night. We don't have to look at it that way. We're not going to be surprised. It's not like the thief coming in. But the world it is. You know, I, I tried to, after, didn't do this on air last week, but after the service, tried to say it too fast and didn't get it all out right. And I kind of always look at my watch and everything. But anyways, um, how close are we? And I gave you an example, remember, and I want to share it with you again and just slow down and give it to you a little bit clearer. There are signs of the times that we can be aware of and know without a doubt we're getting closer. And know without a doubt, no matter what you hear today, that the Lord gives you to take a deep breath and know that, man, the Lord's coming back. I mean, I can handle what's happening right now. Lord, just get us through this. And I know you've got a plan and I, I still want to do some things in this life. But, you know, I look forward to the day that when I see you, that's what we have to look forward to. So I was scrolling on the news last week on, a, on my phone, and then it said, uh, newest way to shop with Amazon. And I clicked it, and it showed how that, uh, through the format, how that you can now, will be able to, as they have, like, not only buy it on Amazon, but they're going to start building little small stores, and those stores will basically not have anyone in there. It'll just be a store. There'll be, of course, cameras and so forth. And you'll be able to go by and do anything you need to do. And the way that you're going to be able to do that in the very near future is you take your credit card one time and just your palm print. That's all you got to do. And you sign up that way, whether it's online or whether you want to do their store. And the way it made it sound... Oh, it's going to be great. It's so convenient. You know, it's just all, it's so easy the way it is. And you know what? That's true. And really, to be able to, once you do that with a credit card, all you have to do to buy anything you want, you just walk in a store and you walk through that little cylinder that flips over. All you got to do is just put your hand right there on the screen. And you walk in and buy anything. That's real near, that's right now. That's in our world right now. And be able to buy anything in there. You don't have to sign anything when you go out. You just leave and you're done. What does the Bible tell us? In the end, after the rapture, God's word tells us you'll not be able to buy or sell without the mark of the beast. Now, what does that mean? What that means is this. 
in that time of tribulation. And thankfully what I share with you, the comfort and the good news that we have is we're out of here. But what that means is this. When you buy today and you do something like that, you're not thinking about worship. You're not thinking about the devil. And there's not a chip in there. Or in your forehead where it says in the book of Revelation. What is going to happen, and we will be out of here, is that it will be a form of worship. That's what I want you to You know, the, the, the Antichrist doesn't make you worship him. You know how that happens? You know how that happens? That you're going to have to take the mark of the beast? It comes through the form of the false prophet. The false prophet gives the go and makes the saying of this is how it's going to have to happen to live. Think about that. People will be deceived more than any other way than through how? Through quote, quote, religion. And to know they're going to hear some way, somehow. I'm here to tell you today, the good news is you and I, hey, we have hope. We know what's going on. The reason that that's there today, what the, the verse that I just read that the Lord wants, he says, why is he not slack concerning his promise? And I close it. Why does he continue to wait and wait and wait as our world gets worse? Why? Because he wants you and I to be able to share the good news, the good news with our friends and our family who Jesus Christ is. And that he's coming back soon. And that we want them, you, we want them to be ready as we are. Because in eternity, you will have no sense of time, but it will be forever. And there's a heaven and there is a hell. And we don't like to think and talk about that, but it's the truth. That's why Jesus continues to wait and to wait and to wait because the gift is so easy to accept. It's his death and resurrection on the cross of Christ that he's given for us at Calvary. Man, we have hope today. We've got the good news. Let's share it with other people in a time that so many people are afraid, are discouraged, and are let down, that we have the hope of never having to see death. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today. And you, you know, if you're watching and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, I want you to know that, that you can have hope. You can, you can never have to see death because Jesus Christ gave his life. He died on a cross and shed his perfect blood. He, being God's son, gave his life for you and for me. And by faith, all we have to do is accept him into our heart. If you don't know Jesus and you're watching and listening today, say, Dallas, what do I have to do? All you have to do is say, Jesus, I, I don't understand everything. I don't really quite know what to do. I'm here to share you. That it takes just a step of faith. That's why you've been watching and listening today. And just praying, Jesus, I, 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 I'm going to come before you. I'm going to believe who you are, that you're God's son. I'm going to believe that you shed your precious blood, your perfect blood on the cross at Calvary for me. And right now, I'm going to pray, Jesus, that forgive me for all of my sins. 
forgive me, Jesus. I believe you died on the cross for me. And I ask you right now to come into my heart to forgive me. Jesus, I thank you for, for dying for me, for saving me. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. Father, if there's one here today that's never prayed that prayer, Lord, we give what's called, let them know, an invitation. We invite them. We give them that opportunity, Lord. And if there's someone here that doesn't know you as their Savior, as we give an invitation song that Ben leads us today, may they just step out from wherever they are here and walk forward, and I will pray with them. And Jesus, you will save them for all eternity, forever and ever and ever. You'll forgive them for anything in this life they've done. Because that's what you did by shedding your blood on the cross of Calvary. Lord, we thank you today. We give you praise and glory in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says, by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son. And you came and lived a perfect life. And you died on the cross. And you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get at our church app through any of the um, streaming services, and we want you to know that will contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.